This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Morgan Berry, the voice of 13 from My Hero Academia. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the prime show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody's having a great week. For all you Philly cats out there, I really hope you enjoyed the weather that we had yesterday. It was like 70 degrees, our first big 70 degree weather out there, and it was beautiful. I actually finally got my bike up. I brought my bike, I, not, a motor, not a motorcycle or anything, just a normal bike, you know, going cross like crossroad or whatever like that off-road and um man i get out there you know if you guys i might have mentioned this last year sometime last year when i started you know riding my bike again and buying i actually brought a bike but you know it's my it's my muse man it's my it gets me out there it's my refuge just to you know get out get some breath of fresh air get out of this place and you know get out and do it by like 18 to 30 miles sometime depending on how far i just want to go and get away you know, and it's awesome. So I went there yesterday and I got a chance to go out there stupidly, stupidly, I might add. I'm thinking it's going to be 50 degrees tomorrow. It'll be all right. It'll be great. Man, it was cold as all hell out there. Not to mention it was dark as I don't know what out there. And then five o'clock in the morning. Now, granted, I woke up four o'clock in the morning because I wanted to jump out and get out there. And I got some new, you know, attachments and adjustments to my bike, you know, some new lights and everything. So I do want, I do want to test it out. And it's pitch black. Like, and I go into this place in Philadelphia, if you guys don't know, for those of you who are in Philly and notice, you know, there's a place called the Forbidden Drive. And yeah, I, I'm going to this area in like pitch black, 4.35 o'clock, 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. in the morning. And it's about like nine miles from where I live at, man. It was it's crazy. Now, what was crazier is that last time I did this, this is not the first time I did this. Last time I did this, I had no bike lights i had no flashlights in it so i'm going into the abyss of darkness at 5 a.m in the morning not giving a f at all that's what i'm doing here so this time i figure like all right for the safety of others let me you know start investing more into the bike so i got some new pedals new you know bike shoes this time cleats and everything clicks on i don't slip off this time i'm not crashing and burning like i did last year you know never never no more at least not in the way that I did last year, so it's not guaranteed, but it's, it helps the it helps further the safety of my rides. But so I managed to get this out there. You know, shout out to the bike shop that I went to. I believe it's Kids uh, Kinzik and uh, University City over here, uh, or Kiznik. I forgot the name. I'll get it again. But they did a phenomenal job. Re, uh, you know, adding the new attachments and the new adjustments to my bike and everything it was a great ride. Um, you know, my old ass back isn't hurting as much as it was because I'm posturing different. But I got out there, man, it was awesome. It, but it was extremely cold. It didn't hit 70 until later on in the afternoon. So 
next time I do this, it needs to be like at least 60 or up in the morning time before I jump out into it again. But it was awesome. Again, I hope everybody enjoyed it. But man, it was awesome. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be 70 degrees again. It's supposed to be rising up more around here. I hope it's great where you're at right now, wherever you're calling from or listening to this from. You know, God knows where parts of the world that you're listening to this from. But, you know, I hope you guys are enjoying life right now as best you can. And, and, and especially with everything going on so we got a lot of news to talk about today we also have a great review to talk about today because i was hoping to find something to talk about today and lo and behold justice league versus the fatal five is out i got a chance to see it i'm going to talk about it in our talk topic today i actually honestly there's two reviews in this but there's a surprise review i actually also got a chance to see my hero academia the two heroes so i am going to kind of review that but not as a full review i'm going to talk about that in our next segment but our talk topic segment will be justice league versus the fatal five because i gotta single this out this is when i when we found out about this especially when it was announced and you know it was posted on our acmg facebook group again 18 or older go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg one if you're grown folk loving all that we love definitely the place to be the most sophisticated place you want to be and enjoy all things anime comics movies and games so when we got a chance to check it out and there was a lot of people happy myself included just off of the fact that it is totally bruce tim alan burnett you know the old crew from justice league unlimited and this is a total justice league unlimited movie so we uh, we were very happy to find out that they were going to be doing this and all of the most of the pretty pretty much the old crew is back you know the the, uh, the trinity if you will the trinity actors if you will involved in justice league unlimited so we're i am looking forward to talking about this thoroughly on our next segment but let, let's not waste any time let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg folks i gotta talk about this because it things just picked up here and i gotta give a shout out once again to my man mega ran he is the krs one to my jack of spades if you will he does the talk time lot theme song he is blasted everywhere he's made major accomplishments and this one is the one i was hoping for if you guys remember i was talking about this he did an angle on ring of honors if you're a wrestling fan you know what this is ring of honors roh wrestling's uh, 17th anniversary. Now, Ring of Honor is near and dear to my heart. So is Mega Ran to some extent. I, well, not even to some extent. He is like near and dear because, you know, what he's done for me to support it, he's done for ACMG. But Ring of Honor also because I started, you know, watching this program and this brand of uh, professional wrestling since 2002. And they both have something in common. They both are from Philly. They were Philly born. They both expanded out of the country out of the city and done bigger things and evolved and now they're working together uh just last pay-per-view if you guys recall i was talking about how he was in a angle with bully ray aka bubba ray dudley the legendary wrestler now wwe hall of famer and he got into a situation where it became an altercation where bully ray assaulted him and his boy from you know the Matt Media podcast and lo and behold this is escalating to something bigger and when I I was hoping I'm like because I was a little bit I was a little bit taken back especially with everything going on with the coffee cakes and thing in WWE which I'm still not digging I know there's going to be hopefully a good result coming out of that and just as well as I was hoping that it would be a great result off of this angle but this is nowhere near as crazy is the one that they're doing at wwe because this one is just bully ray being a bully it has nothing to do with race related thank goodness so the deal is is that last time i said if this doesn't result in mega ran going to madison square garden to perform there or to be a part of this angle it's all for nothing and it was a waste and thank goodness i was right this is in fact leading to mega ran going to the garden this man has accomplished many goals in his journey and it wasn't easy he is not an overnight sensation let's get that out of the way none of them are anybody who's ever been on my show has never been 
an overnight sensation. And I think we as listeners, as fans, need to get that out of our freaking head is that none of these people, none of what I'm doing, none of what any of the cats that I've ever interviewed or ever got a chance to meet or I'm friends with are overnight sensations. Everything happened day by day, step by step, hour by hour, time after time. And eventually, with that passion that you continuously have, that love for what you do, gets you to where you want to be. This has gotten him all over the world, and I'm talking about Mega Ran. This has gotten him to such accomplishments that many rappers have not been able to accomplish. How many rappers can you say have made it into the Guinness Book of World Records? There's not even rappers that are like Hall of Fame rappers that have made it into the you know, Guinness Book of World Records. That's saying a lot. How many rappers are getting the chance to perform at the most famous arena in the world? He's going to the garden, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just a song title to his album. It is reality. He is going to the garden to perform at ROH's Festival of Honor on the weekend of the biggest ROH event and probably most historic event in, in a long time for wrestling. Because Ring of Honor started in 2002, is now going to the Madison Square is now going to Madison Square Garden. It's a match made in heaven that Mega Ran is also being there too. I don't know. I guarantee you, they didn't realize by hiring and, and booking uh, Mega Ran to go that they didn't realize the significance of both of them. They both have had similar roles, very parallel roads together. And it's awesome to see both of those that has worked so hard to prove to the world that they are of value. That they're both ending up in Madison Square Garden. This is absolutely awesome. Congratulations once again to Raheem, a.k.a. Megaran. And I, I couldn't be more happy. I've actually did a write-up on TalkTimeLive.com and also my Facebook page uh, about the fact that, you know, he's doing this. And, you know, just thank you. I mean, I again, thank you for just getting a chance to get a chance to know you for you being on my show multiple times and him you know working with me to put together such a great absolutely great along with k murdoch i can never take him out of the, uh the equation here because he had a big part of doing the theme song the music for the theme song as well they knocked it out the park it means so much to me and to be able to be a part of your road on along the way just a small part of your road it means a lot to me and just seeing you go and do what you're doing it keeps me going so you know, shout out to him. I'm looking forward to it. Go out of your way, wrestling fans, to check it out. And ROH G1, along with New Japan Pro Wrestling, one of the biggest promotions in Japan, probably second to the world of pro wrestling at this time. You know, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be an awesome show. Guaranteed an awesome show. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing what Mega Ran is going to be doing and what he's going to be involved with because that whole Bully Ray thing, it's going to get, uh, it's going to be very interesting and see, unfortunately, a lot of people thought Flip Gordon was going to be the guy that was going to come up and be the one to come at Bully Ray in his open challenge, but we just found out that he actually had a recent injury that was re-triggered and unfortunately he's going to be out. That's sad because he's a phenomenal, phenomenal worker over there. So, you know, Speedy recovery for Flip Gordon, and uh, we'll be interesting to see who's going to be the one to take the place. Uh, and, and again, we never really knew who was going to be, but odds are it was going to be him. So it'll be, hopefully we'll get to see it. Maybe it was Mega Ran himself, who knows? But, <laughs> and it's funny because I see a lot of my friends who chimed in to his post talking about they will back bump. I'm like, y'all will get your ass whipped so far back <laughs> by Bully Ray alone. I used to go to ECW. I used to go to those shows back then, and there were times where people would try to jump, try to think that they were tough enough to, you know, snap back at like Taz or or Bully or you know Bubba Ray at the time and Devon. And what happens is, after the show, they keep an eye on those guys that they that you know they were snapping back at them. After the show, they target those dudes, and it's on. I'm not going to even go on to say what happens next, but they let's just say they keep their keep their, you know, the name to the game, if you will. And it's uh, quite interesting to see. So, again, you know, congratulations to you, uh, Ren, and um, look forward to seeing it because I'm, I'm actually more excited now to see 
what Ring of Honor is going to do as opposed to what WrestleMania is going to do. And because I'm really not feeling WrestleMania this year. So we'll see. So I digress. Let's move on to some other news. FX's Legion. They announced at WonderCon 2019, the recent WonderCon that just came up, that Legion will end, and this is no surprise to anybody, Legion's going to end their series at season three. For what it was worth, it was a very intriguing, psychedelic, and psychological, you know, superhero show, comic book show, if you will, based on the X-Men universe. It's, it's, it's a real mind, it's a real mind muck, if you will, and I, it's, it's, it, it really has his intriguing moments. Really, I, I, I've said it best, and I've said this many a times about this show, that it's a show that it's, it's for comic book fans with college degrees because you really got to analyze what's going on in here. And sometimes it's like you really don't, you have to, I mean, it's really, you got to really ponder. It threw a lot of people off. But for those who were really intrigued by it, you got to see some really cool things. And I think adding the Shadow King into it and adding Charles Xavier was uh, the name of Charles Xavier, which led you to link into the thing, really connected it as well. Now, this is supposed to be connected to the X-Men universe as well as the Gifted. But they're all in different timelines as well as Deadpool, all in different timelines. We don't know what is from where at this time. So... Especially with this because everything's so time agnostic, if you will, with the show. So, they showed a trailer at WandaCon. The clip is said to show the character Switch, but there's no dialogue. It's just all cinematic at this point. They have announced at the panel that Charles Xavier will appear, not as James McAvey, but in fact, Game of Thrones actor Harry Lloyd is going to be playing that role so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes as to why they didn't were able to get James McGavy to really connect it and it really it's really interesting so I don't know how they're going to play this off and how they're going to connect us to the X-Men universe you know being that it's going to be a different Charles Xavier in here so that's an interesting fact um an audience member has said uh that I read on here too um on the article that I was reading, which I believe was, I don't think it was comicbook.com. I think it was something else. It was, I think it was GameSpot, actually, that I read this from, that uh, said an audience member asked whether there would be any other Marvel characters in which they responded, you might be pleasantly surprised by season three. And he left it as that. So with that, that just pretty much says that they're going to be adding more characters finally, and we're going to get the big payoff that I think a lot of us that were watching Legion were waiting for, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've been watching all uh, two seasons of of it, you know? It's very trippy. It's very trippy. I think it'll throw people off. The thing is, too, with Legion is that when you watch that show and you read the comic books, it's one thing to read the comic books and see a still panel of what the mind trips that go through Xavier's head and other people's head. It's another thing to see it in motion. And I think when you see it in motion, it trips people out to a point that you can't handle the perspective, the visual perspective that you're watching as opposed to a still pick. Because what they're doing in the show is exactly what you're seeing in the comic books, but you're seeing it all in real time and you're seeing it all in motion. And... It, it, it it's a whole nother perspective it's a whole nother view of watching it and and you know watching your favorite comic book come to life almost to the point like you rather read it in the comic books i bet i'm pretty sure that's what some people are thinking in this case so uh season three is premiering in june so it'll be interesting remember fox is now the ownership of disney quote-unquote marvel so this could be a means to an end and a revival of whatever the hell we don't know is going to happen with the Fox Marvel franchise and how they're going to embed. Are they going to reboot everything? Even if they do reboot the X-Men, I would say at least still add the same characters because they rebooted the series already and they've redeemed themselves, in my opinion, and many others' opinion, that they were able to you know relight a fire within that franchise and really do a great job with Deadpool the gifted is actually really great and the X-Men are really great I mean people 
gave a little bit of ill to like Apocalypse, but I didn't think it was even remotely as bad as the way people were trying to make it. So, I mean, it was it wasn't the best of the bunch, but it damn sure wasn't the worst. And I think this one right here is going to be great. Now, the question is, because at the end of uh, X-Men Apocalypse 2, they mentioned Mr. Sinister, which is kind of a screw up in my opinion. I don't know how they're going to fix that. One, is he going? Is Mr. Sinister going to be on the this version? Matter of fact, is this version of Mr. Sinister actually a female? Because there is a female character that is going to be in this movie that they have not said who this person was. I'm thinking it's Mastermind. It's going to be a female version of Mastermind because if you guys remember in the books, Mastermind was manipulating Jean Grey. And this person looks to be doing the same thing. So I, it looks like it could gender bend or uh, sort of kind of, you know, gender swap, um, actually. Uh, you know, the character, the character of... My, uh, mastermind so i'm that's gonna be interesting but you know mr sinister still also a you know he stand out as well because of the end credit scene we don't know we'll see but again season three uh fx's legion is coming in june you know what else is coming uh soon very soon literally tomorrow's gonna be april fool's day god damn i can't I don't know if I'm looking forward to social media on this day. It, it, we'll see how social media this year reacts as uh, what's going to happen with April Fool's. But that's a whole other situation. But the other thing that's coming very soon is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which they just announced on... I saw it on, the, uh, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s story on Facebook. It's coming in May, and we thought this was coming later on in June, but it's it's premiering in May, the new season, the much-anticipated season, the season that we were hoping was coming back, is coming back in full. We're going to find out everything from the aftermath of all that which happened with Graviton, with, um, with Quake, and the death of Coulson to what we have seen. There is another person going around looking like Phil Coulson right now, so... I am looking forward to that. It is coming in May. They haven't given an exact date, whether it's going to be early May, end of May, middle of May. I don't know. I'm just looking to, I'm just looking very forward to seeing Agent May again, <laughs> along with the other cast. It's awesome. And how is this going to connect to the aftermath of Endgame? Because that's going to play a, a part too. You know, Endgame is coming in April, at the end of April, and that's shortly, uh, shortly following it. So, we'll see what happens. How this is all going to connect? How, whether they're going to acknowledge everything? Because they did acknowledge a lot of what's going on with Graviton, who was supposedly looking to face Thanos. And, or Thanos, if pe- whatever people want to pronounce it. And now, we're going to see what's going to happen from there. And, you know, how this is going to follow up. And whether they're going to acknowledge it or whether they're going to know it. We'll see. Uh, they've done a really great job of always connecting the shows to the movies in some form or fashion or connecting the show to some of what was going on in even the Netflix universe. Unfortunately, we won't be able to do that anymore, but I'm looking forward to it and we'll see uh, what goes on as things develop from there. So uh, I want to talk about Jordan Pills Us. We I gave my review last week. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was awesome. Uh, and not only did I thought it was, think it was awesome, but 90% of Rotten Tomatoes thought it was awesome. So much so, the world has thought it was awesome. It generated, grossed over $70 million during the first opening weekend. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, I want to talk about something else in reference to this. On our ACMG Facebook group, and I'm just using this as an example to everybody on social media. Unfortunately, we don't have that broad of a bandwidth of everybody is hearing this right now. Hopefully, it'll spread the word. But I'm only saying what the, I'm, about, I'm about to say what a lot of people rather have tried to say, have wanted to say, or didn't have the format to say. It's going to be said here. I need people to shut the hell up for one reason. Not everybody, just those people that I'm about to explain. There are people who always tend to want to give their opinion, and that's fine. That's awesome. That's absolutely fantastic. There are people who always want to give their opinion. 
you're afforded the ability to give your opinion, especially here in the United States, especially to our listeners here from the United States. What I cannot stand for the life of me are people who constantly want to give their opinion and generate it as fact, who want to dictate, I'm sorry, dictate their opinion and make it as fact. That part pisses me off. So, and then not only that, the fact that when they do this, it's like a fragment of a sentence and not articulating as to why they have their opinion, be it positive or negative, mostly negative in this case. So when I get posts and comments on posts or see comments on posts of somebody who sounds like they don't have much of a degree of knowledge or understanding or, or the ability to articulate I hear statements like, this is trash. This was corny. This I, this wasn't good. Which part of it to me is just them trolling and baiting people to try to come in and say it. My thing is, you can have that opinion. That is fine. But don't come in saying this is trash. This is like that's your just that's your opinion. What you need to do, and what I want everybody to do, what I would like for everybody to do, if you're listening to this, please start conditioning yourself to do this. It's okay to have that opinion. It's fine. But before you say that, can you please say it with the words, I think, I believe. Because then it, we know we recognize it as that's your opinion. And I think people would actually address it as your opinion and be okay with it being your opinion. But also, it would be nice to articulate the reasons why, to express why you thought it was. Maybe you have an idea of why you think it was bad. Maybe you have some logic that we didn't see, that we can agree upon, of why it was bad. But coming around like a stupid goon, like... Like you can't generate a, a, a thorough expression or articulation of why it was bad. Giving us somewhat of a thesis, even a body or a conclusion of why you, you thought this was a, you know, this was a bad movie. It was a bad TV show. It was a bad anime or whatever game, whatever you can saying that it's trash just only shows the limitations of your of your knowledge that you have nothing to provide no merit to provide that if you really want people to take you seriously if you really want people to take your opinions and maybe consider it as fact have some solid backing to just it's trash it only shows the limitations of your mindset that's that's all you could come up with is three to four words saying i mean we we live i get it we live in a short attention society but at the same time, that was a gimmick brought to us by media who kept saying the buzzwords short attention span. We need to get out of that and start showing that we have some intelligence in this world. So if you really want people to consider you intelligent or consider you articulate, you need to express more than just that. Don't just and don't say it like you're speaking on behalf of many people because not everybody agrees with you. And then, it, and it, and the result of that, that's okay. That is okay. That not everybody agrees with you. You need to respect that not everybody agrees with you. People need to respect that you don't like it. The, I have this feeling like everybody feels like you're going to be alone. Like by you not agreeing with others, that you're going to be that you're going to feel lonely, isolated from the world. That's not really true. It's just one movie or one TV show or whatever for, uh, form of fandom that you like that people don't like. And it's okay. It's okay that I like the Fantastic Four and the Fantastic Four, uh, which was it? Rise of the Silver Surfer? It's fine that I like it. Now, granted, I did not like the way they ended Rise of the Silver Surfer, but I'm not going to damn the rest of the movie. I like Man of Steel. I didn't bitch and moan because he snapped a neck. Things happen. The writers can change whatever they want. The fact that people really take this seriously and always forget that there are writers who put this together. Just like there are writers in the original comic books that could put this together. That's their decision. That's what they do. You can't fault 
anybody for liking or disliking it. You just need to address that it's your power of opinion. And then if there is some form of fact that or logic that we need to address, address it. Let us know. But we're not going to assume that you're smart just by saying this is trash. This is garbage. No, your comment is garbage. Your comment is trash when you don't explain why it is. And if you're trolling, you are trash and you are garbage. (laughs) Enough said on that. So that's pretty much what I got to say. I mean, like, just if you're going to say if you're going to have if you want people to really respect your opinions and views on things don't sabotage yourself by making stupid comments out there because that just makes you look stupid in essence of all this so that's pretty much what i want to say that but congratulations to jordan pill you know i think he's brilliant i think this is he's entertaining he's just a brilliant guy he could do it all I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with twilight zone hopefully that works out for him as well because he's going to be, uh, I don't know if he's just hosting, directing, or producing, or doing it all, because he can do it all, but I'm looking forward to seeing what, what he uh, puts together with that one, so, but congratulations, Us is great, if you, I, and for me, and a person like myself who hates psychological thrillers or horror movies, I was impressed with this, I absolutely enjoyed this, so if I can go and enjoy this and watch it, I am guarantee you, anybody can do it, it's not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's not, it's more thrilling than it is scary and it is a difference i said this last uh last time when i reviewed the movie it's a much difference to be thrilled than scared if you can watch michael jackson thriller trust me you can watch this <laughs> trust me on that so um a few more bits of news here uh dc universe i again i gotta give them the respect they are really and i noticed i have realized why this streaming network is really doing well Every show, with the exception of, I believe, um, with the exception of Young Justice, every show, live action show that's on here, is being produced by Greg Berlanti. And if you're a fan of what he does on the CW with his D, with the DCW TV shows, you cannot deny what he's doing in here. I've watched Titans. I've watched a little bit of, uh, and I got a chance to. Uh, by the way. Happy birthday, Batman. <laughs> I forgot to mention that, too. This is Batman's 80th uh, birthday uh, was, that was celebrated this weekend. And they uh, allowed us to have a free viewing of the DC Network. So I got a chance to binge on Doom Patrol. That's an outstanding freaking show. Again, done by Greg Berlanti. I mean, it's, I, it's awesome. I got to catch up with things. And great cast, great show. Titans also had a slow start but it turned out it's turning out to be great as well uh i understand that they're gonna have another season coming soon as well as young justice um that'll be coming very soon with that so there's a lot to love about the dc universe and now there's gonna be more to love as they just revealed star girl which they had we got a first uh viewing of her there's a poster out showing what she looks like and i gotta say i I didn't read the comics of Stargirl. Of course, I'm not a DC guy, you know, comic book guy. I'm more of a Marvel comic book guy, but I'm a DC animated person. So I got a chance to see Stargirl during Justice League Unlimited. And there was an episode or two with that with her on air as well. And I might have seen her somewhere else. But so I, I do recognize the look and costume design. And whoever they got to play her on here, I don't know the actress that is playing her right now, but spot on costume design this looks absolutely great i am looking very much forward to what they're doing with this and it appears that it's going to be arriving early 2020 and i love it i absolutely love it i love what they are doing and if greg belanti productions is doing it again i'm full there i'm fully there this guy is the new jj abrams in my world bar none i love what this guy is doing and I need to see what he does to, with movies. If they, he's able to do what he's doing right now for TV shows, I am very interested to see how he can produce a movie and put together a movie. If it's anything, if, like, because they give him a big budget already. God, can you imagine if they gave him a budget? Not to mention, not to mention, he's using the Marvel formula for the DC Universe. And it always kills me as to how DC films could not put it together. Because they were trying, I don't, under, I don't understand why it was so hard to do something so easy they were they wanted to do something different 
than what Marvel is doing. And the only thing that Marvel is doing is doing the same formula that they're doing in the comic books and just connected everything together. So it wasn't it like anything that new. They just transitioned what they were doing with mostly everybody, what they were doing, including DC, were doing in the comic books and they were doing it on film. I And DC Films was trying to do something extremely different to which it failed. Why? And then meanwhile, Greg Belanti like, no, I'm not going there. I'm doing the same thing Marvel's doing. And it became successful. He just did different stories using the connection formula. How hard was that? And right now, the DCW universe is way better than the than the actual, you know, DC films as far as, you know, narration is concerned. Uh, I, you know, of course, I love Wonder Woman. I love, um, what was it? Uh, Aquaman. Two, they're two best films. I was okay with Suicide Squad. I'm probably going to really like Suicide Squad when James Gunn is doing it. But the connections and everything just wasn't there. And so now they're talking about doing a whole new separate thing, which I think is a major mistake. It's just, you know, you already invested in it so far. Just keep going with it. So we'll see. But also, just to bring up more from the DC Universe uh, streaming network, Krypton Season 1 is coming April 5th. That was that was hard to watch. That was really hard to watch. I tried to get in with that, but it just didn't really... I wasn't feeling it, and that's why it kind of got canceled. So, you know... I, I, I won't be excited about watching that again if I, you know, invest in a DC Universe anytime soon. Uh, Justice League versus The Fatal Five coming on April 16th. I do like the fact that when it comes out on Blu-ray and it comes out on digital, that they do eventually put it on air. I wish it was something that I believe Funimation would do, but they don't do that. Uh, I, they, I don't know how long it takes for them to put their content onto Funimation, but hopefully... If it succeeds for DC Universe, that Funimation will do that because, you know, Dragon Ball uh, Super Brawly came out already, both in Blu-ray and uh, digital, I believe. And My Hero Academia is now on a digital. It'll be coming out on, uh, what was it, in Blu-ray, like, in some, sometime later in April, I believe. So you got that there. Swamp Thing coming May 31st. That is going to be exciting. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. Hopefully, uh, I'll, you know, indulge in to check out, like, maybe the first episode when it first comes out, you know, spend in for a month. I love that I could go in and out on this um, deal, too. Young Justice Outsiders Season 1B coming July 2nd. And Titans Season 2, the fall of 2000. Does that really say fall of 2020? I'm hoping. Maybe I just mistyped that. But it sounds like fall of 2020. So, Yeesh. Um, look forward to that there, but I'm expecting greater things from that because they, you know, started off slow, ended up really interesting at the end. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So my last thing, I want to give my thoughts on my hero academia, the two heroes. I got a chance to finally check the out the English version uh, with the English dub. I absolutely loved it. Now, there were people who loved it, too. A lot of people loved it. There are other people who um who wanted it to be based on the aftermath of everything that went on. Now, if that's the only complaint that people have, then it's a small complaint. I thought it was great. It was based on the events before uh, All Might fought all, you know, all for one. And which means he nobody knew that he was still, you know, his powers were still depleting. And he passed it on to Midoriya. So Lo and behold, it was a I, I really, really enjoyed this from a story aspect because the story was easy to follow. And when you connected everything together, it all made sense at the end. And I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but it basically it, it involves All Might meeting an old friend of his that he used to team up. Hence the name Two Heroes, because they flash back into a time when All Might was young and he was just starting up. And he met this guy, which is kind of, I like the dynamic of these two guys. It was like just a, it wasn't a guy with powers. It was just like a normal guy. It kind of had that incredible Hawk Rick Jones type of dynamic going on here. And the guy didn't have a quirk either, much like um, Ideku Midoriya doesn't uh, have either. So they they wind up teaming together, but where he lacked in superpowers, the guy had a, he was a genius. He was a genius scientist and he was able to, he was the guy responsible for creating all of the suits for All Might. 
So all of the suits that Midoriya loves so much, the Golden Age era, the beginning era, whatever, whichever ones, they have different version, variant versions of the suit that he put together for All Might. And it was really cool to see. So they fast forward into the future and, you know, this guy has a kid and his kid is also an aspiring scientist as well, also with no quirk. And it leads into a situation where this terrorist group is invading and take note they're in a new island as well it, it you know it leads off to you know them visiting this island to visit for all might to visit his old friend and he takes Midoriya with him because you know their connection with the you know uh one for, uh, the one for all that he has now and it leads it to them being trapped in this island because it's so many discoveries and scientists scientific discoveries and and uh evolutions that happened there that you know they got to visit there instead and they were invited in there for this new festival just coming up not only were they invited but somehow some way a lot of our favorite cast members including bakugo and a lot of the other guys were uh at this event as well so by hooker by hook or crook they all end up uh, in there some form or fashion i absolutely love this part because a part of this movie reminded me of the bojack uh movie from dragon ball z where everybody ended up in a tournament and somehow met each other there's a it was so many different um animes that this reminded me of i believe there was ramna one half too where i've seen something like this happen as well so it was really cool to see how everybody managed to meet each other together but Melissa, who is uh, the daughter of the scientist that All Might used to team up with, the great thing about that I loved about this movie was the connection that her and Midoriya had, which everybody in the movie, every character in the movie thought she was like uberly hot and pretty. And she, I don't I don't know Midoriya's age to her, but it really, really came off like those two were going to hook up. And I know that there's the other um, character in there that he is that has a crush on her, on him, and he has a crush on her. But I, part of me really, really wanted him to be with Melissa for a lot of reasons. One, they're going to team up together anyway, and she can, you know, she was helping him out. And she, he had this really cool gauntlet that allowed him to use his full power. And I knew at this time, I'm like, watch, he's going to destroy that thing. <laughs> somehow away because again this is based on before the event so you don't see this in you know this is canon to the show by the way for those who like to use the word canon um this is canon to the show so i like the fact that you know he used this thing and i'm like she can eventually help him out as he gets over so hopefully this is not the last time we see her i don't know what's going to happen involving this character if this is a one-off i don't i really hope this is not a one-off but I would really like to see her in future episodes and, and in a manga or whatever like that. But I, I really enjoyed their their connection as well and, and just how everybody was reacting. There's a lot of fun moments in this anime as well. If you're a fan of My Hero Academia and rather it be the manga or the anime series, there's no doubt you're going to love it. The animation was great. I, I, at the beginning, I thought it was sort of similar to what they did with uh, Dragon Ball Super, but nowhere near. And by the time it was, it was great animation, great character design. But by the end of it, I was like, nah, this was great. But Dragon Ball Super Brawly was just excellent. Because by the time you get to that like 30 minute fight with Goku and Vegeta and Brawly and, and uh, Frieza, it doesn't hold. <laughs> Matter of fact, I swear to goodness, if that movie doesn't get like fight of the year from Crunchyroll from the Crunchyroll Awards next year, I'm calling foul. There's no way in hell that that movie shouldn't be nominated for a lot of things. It was just absolutely fun, and especially especially for how much money that made too. So, uh, I would definitely say if you're a fan of again, if you're my, uh, a fan of My Hero Academia, go out of your way to check out uh, My Hero Academia: The Two Heroes. It's a great, it's a great, great movie, and the whole entire tie-in and everything connects really well. It's really fluid storytelling and character development and everything in there so i absolutely thought it was awesome i give it an a no doubt so go out of your way to check it out folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg i'm going to take a break come back and we're going to talk about the latest dc animated movie justice league versus the fatal five we'll do that right after this 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. This is Felix Chevrolet, a.k.a. Bag of Tricks Cat, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Oh no, you ain't got the bag. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait. All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Justice League versus the Fatal Five, WB Animation's newest DC animated comic movie. And I am definitely excited and happy to talk about this because it is based on what many consider and I definitely consider one of the greatest if not the greatest comic book animated series of all time and that is Justice League Unlimited and in Justice League to that extent too because that was the prequel series and I couldn't be more happy I believe that we've been aching to have a Justice League Unlimited movie for quite some time they had a plethora and tons of DC animated movies, but none of them have been based solely upon the Justice League animated universe. This is, in fact, the first actual Bruce Timm designed movie based on the series. And this is awesome. It really, really is awesome to see Bruce Timm's character design work uh, back again. And before I cut off, I got to say, I am a big fan of Bruce Timm's work. I'm a big fan of his artwork. I'm a big fan. I have a lithograph of Bruce Timm of uh, Batman and Superman, the best of both worlds from the uh, old Superman uh, episode in a a special that they had back then. And it's signed by Bruce Timm. It's signed by Alan Burnett and Paul Denny. And I went, I think the first time I ever went to San Diego Comic-Con, the first person that I recorded and interviewed was in fact Bruce Timm. It was probably my first really, really, really big uh, interview now this is before I did the podcast too this is before I did this podcast so now I used to go around the cons and um you know just do video recordings and video interviews and I was very happy because this was at the time the biggest one he was a very nice guy he stood you know he tolerated me <laughs> and you know he still he, he spoke with me and took a picture with me I still have that picture up on my Facebook page right now if you go to Dax Xavier Josiah on my Facebook page you can see me with him on there from back then and me with the ACMG with the old school ACMG shirt on there and it was uh quite interesting because when I realized what I did I was so disappointed and I forgot to turn the mic on which means there was no audio at all on there so I just got footage of him talking about and answering my question and it didn't go through I was so disappointed but then I laughed about it and I figured like one of these days I'm probably going to get him back or I'm going to, re- you know, I'm going to redeem myself of this. And I I'm happy, more than happy to say that I've done that, especially happy birthday, Batman. I actually got Tim, um, I actually got Kevin Comrie last year. So I, I'm not complaining at all, but I would love to hopefully someday get a chance to talk to Bruce Tim, maybe on the show or whatever uh, someday soon. So we'll see. But it's great to see his artwork once again. And this looks I, it's so awesome to see that this show, this movie, actually, it feels like it just picks up right where it left off with the series, and the look of it, it, it looks every bit as great as the old series, and the old series, if you look back at the old series, it looks still up to date, it looks like it still holds up, especially now, because it doesn't look any different from what they did, very, so great, so, I mean, it was very well written too, now, you know, God rest his soul, Dwayne McDuffie was the premier writer for this series. Dwayne McDuffie wrote some of the best episodes of Justice League Unlimited, and I believe that's one of the reasons why 
that show was so well done because of the, the stories that he wrote for that. He was extremely well. We, I mean, we talk about we lost a legend and a treasure in comic book writing and animated writing. I mean, if you guys heard my interview with uh, Jeffrey Thorne, who is Marvel's uh, showrunner for Black Panther's Quest that just uh, ended, which was also another great series. He did a great job with that. We talked about Dwayne McDuffie for a little bit on there, too, but he was... He, he should never be forgotten for his contributions in animation and comic books as well. But they didn't have, you know, those type of writer that caliber. Of, well, the writers, the writing was good, but I would I would say if Dwayne was there, I think it, he would have really killed it. He would have really, really killed it. But nonetheless, I love this movie. This movie, if you're a fan of that series, man, this is you're you're in for a treat. If you haven't seen it yet, you're in for a treat because this movie was absolutely fun. Um, was it the best of the bunch? I don't think it was, but it doesn't mean it wasn't a great movie. I mean, like, it's hard because they got so many great animated movies. There are tons of animated great um, animated movies that are phenomenal, and this is up in there. So it's not like it needs to be the best, but it's just as great, in my opinion. The movie starts off, it's based on a Fatal Five, and I've unfortunately, I've never read any of the Fatal Five books, nor nor have I invested in too much of uh, DC's universe to that extent to know about the Fatal Five, but they were definitely a force to be reckoned with in this movie. I thought they did a fantastic job, you know, making these guys like a really total threat, especially when it came to fighting Superman, which made him appear vulnerable in this movie due to circumstances. The movie, basically the story of the movie, is about the Fatal Five, and it, it in a, which is a futuristic supervillain group. And because it's based on the future, it's no longer the Justice League that they're facing. It's the Legion of Superheroes, which is awesome because you got a chance to see, you know, Saturn Girl. You got a chance to see Starboy, and you got a chance to see uh, Brainiac Five, I believe, and which was awesome. So I mean, you know, this was going to be based on that. And it starts off with members of the Fatal Five trying to infiltrate their base. And Starboy, who's trying to hold off the fort, but he hasn't taken his medication. Now, I don't know too much about Starboy's story as, uh, you know, in reference to what he has medically. Because it seems like, from what I understand, and I got to read up on this, that he has a bit of a sort of dementia. And the meds that he takes helps alleviate that dementia in a big way. This is a future, this is a stabilized future medicine that stabilizes his dementia because without it, he doesn't, he does he lacks cognitive function and he depletes extremely. So if he doesn't take it, then the dementia, the level, the uh, levels of dementia that he has grows exponentially and, and fast. And which means also he can't control his powers which it appears he has some form of gravi- uh, gravitational power as well. So he winds up not only trying to fight them off, but they end up, you know, the, fa- the members of the Fatal Five, uh, which I believe was uh, Tarak, it was uh, Mano, and I could be wrong about that, and uh, the Persuader, if I'm uh, correct, because I, I know that there are five of them, but I don't really know which ones were which at the time. But... They wind up infiltrating him and invading into the pod that's going to take him back in time. And they're they're trying to go back. The idea of the Fatal Five was that they're trying to go back in time to uh, successfully. Can, uh, who was it that they were trying to get? They were trying to get uh, one of the Green Lanterns, which was Jessica Cruz. Jessica Cruz played by none other than Diana Guerrero, which is, in fact, Jane from Doom Patrol. And also from Orange is the New Black. She has been on a roll. I love her as Jane on Doom Patrol. And I got to really review that series when it's over. But it's, that, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent on that show. She's really showing her chops uh, from which she, she's extremely talented. I mean, if you watched her on Orange is the New Black, uh, very stunningly um, looking woman. But also she can really change up her personas and just like that, almost similar to what, very similar to what James McGavey does on Split. So they got her on here. She's playing as Jessica Cruz, one of the Green Lanterns. It's funny that there, she's on here and they kind of do, don't address Jon Stewart as to where the whereabouts of him. And it always kills me that like, 
the Green Lanterns, when it comes to Earth, the Green Lanterns have more than one Green Lantern. I think every other person in the Green Lantern Corps, there's like one to every planet, if I'm correct. But we always got multiple. That's what it always, at least I could be wrong again. I'm not a DC fan like that, but to a point that I knew the, the, the universe and the lore. But it just seems weird that it's like they got Guy Gardner, they got her, they got uh, John Stewart, they got Hal Jordan. It's like multiple, multiple people in there. And there's another one too. Um, there is one more. He's a graphic designer. I, I forgot about that one. But he's supposed to be like the white, I believe he's the white um, lantern, if I'm correct, or something of that nature. Again, if you're listening to this, don't butcher me. I'm not a DC fan, but I I am somewhat versed in a bit of it. So if you guys can inform me, I'll be very happy. But Or point me to the right links and directions on this to learn more about this. I'll be extremely grateful. But the Fatal Five are going back in time to find Jessica Cruz because she is the answer to unlocking, what is it, Emerald Empress? Due to a, a recent fight that they had in the, in the future. So... What comes what it comes about it is that like Starboy winds up chasing after them, despite the fact he has not taken a meds. So that means he's going back in time to see, you know, to try to, you know, stop them from doing it. Meanwhile, he's depleting fast. He his mind is his cognitive function is going away really fast. And unfortunately, he's going into a time era where the technology and the you know chemistry for his actual medicine is not yet invented. So he's totally out. He's totally out of, you know, clue. And he's again, he cannot function properly to articulate to anybody of what he needs. This he winds up going into a pharmacist, you know, to try to get the medicine. And that turned out ugly. He winds up running from the cops or, you know, stabilizing the cops with his powers. And then here you go with Batman comes in, makes his appearance and it starts off from there. So it ends up being a really great thing to see you know, Superman back again. So you got in the casting section, you got Kevin Conroy returning as Batman. You got Susan Eisenberg returning as Wonder Woman and Greg Newborn, also from Scandal, returning as Superman. These are their original three from Justice League Unlimited. This is absolutely awesome. These are the three that, you know, that's really started the show and Justice League, the original series as well. So they're back returning, reprising their role. But also, this is a whole new cast here. It's not the same, like, uh, Martian Manhunter is not there, although he is mentioned. Jon Stewart is not in there, although he's kind of mentioned in there as well. Uh, No mention of The Flash, no mention of Hal Jordan. Or well, Hal Jordan wasn't exactly in the original Justice League anyway, but no mention of the other you know cast members there. In their place, you had Kevin Michael Richardson who played as Mister Terrific. I don't. The thing is, I'm not sure if he. I don't think he originally played Mister Terrific. I got to go back to see if that was the case. But nonetheless, it's Kevin Michael Richardson again, the right person to play this type of character. I'm talking to you, Capcom and Devil May Cry. So. You know, how hard was it to get Kevin Michael Richardson? He plays in everything. <laughs> I digress. But also, um, there are also other new members as well, including Danielle Baba. I'm hopefully I'm going to say this right. Daniela Bo- uh, Boba Dilla as Miss Martian, which was a great, great uh, addition to the movie because she's now kind of being shadowed by Batman or Batman is shadowing her, you know, to be a part of the Justice League. And Batman is being Batman as always. He's kind of hazing her in a sense throughout the entire movie, which is hilarious. And there's one scene on there, which I love, is that they were, you know, in there trying to stop this gunman from tearing down the studio. You know, she jumps the gun way too early, pretty much. And Batman eventually reprimands her about that. Because she reacted too quickly. And he wound up saying, I don't like dealing with teenagers. To which Miss Martian, with her ability to morph into anybody, turns into young Robin. And he just looks at her and he's like, point taken. Walks away. He's like, don't push it. (laughs) It was a great moment there. There's a lot of great moments between those two, but he's pretty much, you know, trying to groom her into becoming a Justice League member, which is awesome. And she was a great, she was definitely a great replacement for John Jones. I I don't know why they had um, decided to change that, but I like the fact that they're moving on and it is Justice League Unlimited. So they always got to have different characters in there as well. So they finally team up 
with uh, Starboy. They finally figure him out. Also, a lot of great appearances in here, too. You got Bruce Tim returning as Two-Face. So you get a chance to see Two-Face in this in, in this uh, episode as well, in this movie as well. You get to see Kilowog. You get to see a bunch of other people, the legions of superheroes, including Monel. And it was great. And I already recognized Monel with the suit because... And the only reason why I know who Monel is now is because of Supergirl. When he was on that series, when he was on a, like a, was it season two, three, he was on there, and I remember that suit. I was like, oh, that's Monel from the uh, Legion. That's awesome. So they, I mean, they do bring a whole bunch of other different Legion members in there too, and you get to see different aspects. I mean, they're they're on there for a little bit, but not too much that it takes away. It was just enough, give them enough like time. To add, you know, to be seen or somewhat be heard to an extent. And uh, again, Kevin Michael Richardson is playing Kilowog as well, and as well as additional voices for the uh, series as well. He did a great job. He always does a great job uh, in this series as well. Tara Strong was uh, Saturn Girl and Holly Quinn and Poison Ivy and additional voices as well. Everybody felt important. Uh, the one part I did like is that how vulnerable Superman was. And I mentioned this before. <laughs> they actually almost killed Superman in this movie. Like, it wasn't by kryptonite either. It was they found a way in the future. They found a way to really kill a Kryptonian. So in the future, Superman is really not as super as he should be. One of the members of the Fatal Five sliced him with a damn axe. It the steel, the like the the material used from what Mister Terrific said was so penetrable that it could get through even Kryptonian skin. And this man bled profusely in here. So, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but there is going to be some tragedy in here, but there also is going to be some really great character developments. And this is mostly, mostly focused around Jessica Cruz and the Green Lantern and her because she had a really troubled past. She had a really tragic and traumatic incident and she's trying to fight about it. She's trying to fight through it and be strong with it and try to figure out why was she deserving of the Green Lantern ring and whether she wants it or not as well. So that's another story element that was also great in this movie, too. So I'm telling you now, if you're a fan of Justice League Unlimited, you're absolutely going to love it. And unfortunately, from what I saw, there were no end credits. This is just appears just to be a one off. Thank you or love letter to everybody who loves Justice League Unlimited. I thought they did a tremendous job overall. I say go after this movie. It's on out on digital now. I believe it's going to be out. It may be out. I don't think it's out on Blu-ray. I think it's out on digital. It came out yesterday, in fact. Um, but it's well worth seeing. Go out of your way to check it out. It's awesome. If you loved all three of the original uh, members of Justice League in a series, you're not going to be disappointed. They all did tremendous. And this is a great, it's, it's again, it's not the best of the series, but it is also a very fun series. It's, it's standard quality of what you expect from a DC animated movie there. And it's based on Justice League Unlimited, so you can't go wrong. So that is all I got to say about that. Folks, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy life. I hope you enjoy everything going on in this world, including next week, because next week, Shazam comes out. April's here. The countdown to Endgame begins. So it doesn't it doesn't go without a few stops along the way. And the first stop is going to be Shazam. Uh, Zach Levy, is going to be playing that role. We're finally going to see what it has to made up, what it's made of. And there's been a ton of great reviews so far on it and say how fun it is and to watch and such. So I will be reviewing that next week, the week after, surely the week after Hellboy comes out. So we'll be reviewing that as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing both of those. And again, we're just leading down the way to the biggest event of the year, bar none. This is by far, I don't think there's going to be a bigger anticipated movie this summer. But uh, Avengers Endgame, we're counting down that day. We're going to be doing a lot in reference to that series as well. I'm definitely going to do it, you know, when it's all said and done, when that movie's over and not taken away from Spider-Man, because I believe that's going to be considered a brand new phase. But I'm going to do a ranking of all 22 movies, have the ACMD Facebook group, you know, chime in and give them what they think. And we're going to find out what they thought was the number one movie of all the 22 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Phase 1, 2, and 3. So we're going to definitely do that. And then, of course, 
we have select start this week i don't think i have any games that i'll be reviewing this week because i know darksiders come out rather next week or the week after but i know also dragon ball heroes comes out on friday so i'll most likely will do a show a select start show at that time unless something else pops up that i can't stop to do it but most likely i'll be doing a select start show and talking about everything that's going on from that point but There is one game that I did pick up that I will talk about and possibly review that just came out this week and I'm playing a bit right now. And um, so I did this one. You know, one thing I do want to mention real quick. I reviewed My Hero Academia One Justice a while back. And after playing that and then playing the Power Rangers Power of the Grid, I'm sorry, people. Y'all need to give that game more credit. Now, it's not the best game in the world, but I can guarantee you, if you play Power Rangers Battle of the Grid and then you play One Justice, far and away better. Better than that for a fighting game experience. They, I think people really dogged that one out, and I think they shouldn't. It, like They didn't give us everything that we expect from a Naruto game or a Dragon Ball game, but I think it was fair enough. It's still a lot of fun to play. They got a lot of options and everything with that. So go anyway and check that out too. But man, Power Rangers, Power to Grid. Man, it's y'all, y'all, oh, such potential. But I digress. So stay tuned for all that. Please keep sharing and keep spreading the word of our show. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to iHeartRadio, go to Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, under my name, I believe, which is uh, Dex Xavier Josiah, I believe, or Dex J. Martin Chiefs, one of the two. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Dex Xavier Josiah. You can follow me on Twitter at Dex Xavier Josiah. You could go to our ACMG Facebook group to not only talk to myself, but a whole bunch of other adult fans out there, whether you're 18 or older with a legit Facebook page. Now, I'm not looking for any brand new pages that are like two years, one year. Oh, we're looking for five years or more. We need somebody who's already established in in social media, who's not afraid, who's not an introvert, (laughs) not being afraid to communicate and socialize on social media. You get the root word there? And, uh, you know, we're just looking for that. We're looking for community, people who want to communicate and create a community. You know, I'm looking forward to all the people that I'm going to be with on uh, the weekend of Endgame or Avengers Endgame because we're going to do another movie outing at Movie Tavern at Flower Town, PA. So I'm looking very forward for that. This is the main event, people. We got to give it good. So stay tuned for all that. And of course, check out everything on TalkTimeLive.com. Everything. Maybe an article, maybe definitely the episodes that you listen to right now and the exclusives interviews that you can listen to at TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusive. So you got all that and much, much more. Folks, thanks so much again. Hope you have a great week. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care. <laughs>